Hello and welcome to the Don't Lose Your Head podcast. Uh, episode 68, time to learn about real-time fantasy. My name is Morten and I'm joined by Niklas. Say hi to the audience, Niklas. Hello, audience. Hello, hello. And uh, yeah, that's the main topic. We, you, you've heard about real-time um, 30k, which was like a... Oh my God, what's this type of uh, event uh, that the Danes, I think Eric Valer maybe is the one who introduced it to the world. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way of playing. But now I think you're the first to try it out in a fantasy setting. Yeah, act, uh, yeah, we guess that. But I think they like started out with fantasy, but oh. uh, well. We'll, we'll hear it later. <laughs> uh, when we get our hate mail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the the real time event I just uh, helped hosting last weekend. Yeah. Uh, but before that, we're gonna talk some uh, some uh, hobby, some mm-hmm. new releases, yeah. and uh, what we're to and what we're gonna do. Oh yeah! So let's jump into the new releases because there are some fucking jetpacks for white scars, golden kashig, zoom zoom zoom, gotta go fast. <laughs> Yeah, they're really uh, cool. I yeah, like so those jetbikes. Both an, another kind of jetbike and um, Mark III riders, which I know yeah. a lot of people are excited about. Uh, what, what else makes them u- unique? Is it that they have some sort of power lance sort of thing, right? That they're... Yeah. yeah, I think so. Pretty much it. Uh, really cool. Wait, uh, I expect a lot of people to, to get those to convert to regular jetbikers. Yeah, for, for other legions as well, right? Yeah. Uh, because I know, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Mark III. I mean, if I, I wanted Mark III for all my Ultramines, so, and then I just ended up doing Mark IV because it's like, ah, oh, I, I want jet bikes. And now so it's going to gnaw at you <sighs> until you buy a new one. Better. I'm just going to throw the old ones away. Uh, <laughs> I could switch with a White Scar player or something. Uh, <laughs> wait, but, uh, well, I don't know their special rules, but do you think they are actually power lances? Because... Aren't they kind of don't they really no. don't they suck or are they like AP three on the charge otherwise AP four? No, they got some super attack on the charge. Oh, okay. Like they get they get like one attack. That's really good. Oh, so they're like a tank hunter unit more or less, maybe. Oh or, yeah, like a lead hunter, and then they got hit yeah. and run. I guess so they can just oh, scoot yeah. off. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just look so cool that you would definitely want a unit. I guess if you're having a White Scars uh, jet bike army or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be cool to see. I'm, I'm in the White, White Scars Facebook groups. So it's going to be cool to see what people come up with. Yeah, some, some nicely painted uh, ones are going to pop up soon. Uh, did you also see that personalities of the Shire will, uh, will <sighs> Whitefoot and Baldur Tulpany? I've been waiting oh. my entire life for this moment. Yeah, for Baldo. Damn. <laughs> Finally, I can fight. <laughs> ah, no. I, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, uh, Aeronautica? Aeronautica? Oh, yeah. Aeronautica? That, that's cool. uh, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, it's orcs and uh, empire so far. Empire. Imperium. Yeah. Uh, some really gorgeous uh, Avenger. No, wait. Thunderbolt. Fighters, or I don't even yeah, know. There's another and uh, Marauder uh, bombers. Yeah, I mean, this is really cool. I, I love how they're just rebooting all the old games. Um, yeah, 
And like I, I always wanted a Thunderbolt fighter, but I never really found like a use for it. Yeah, and no, they're, so they're really expensive. But now, if I could have a game with a squadron of them, that would be really cool. Yeah, and, I don't know. And flyers in thirty k or forty k, it's always been a bit forced because it's like they need a bigger space somehow. It's like, well, you have them, and they can hardly navigate, and and it's hard to kill them. And so it 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 felt felt a bit like they're cramming them into the game. I feel like I feel like it's hard to balance flyers in in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, because like the, yeah. yeah. And also, either they're like not really useful enough, or they're like mm. the uh, uh, what's it called lightning, and just comes yeah. in, destroys something, <laughs> yeah, and like pisses someone off, and then just mm. flies off and doesn't do anything. Yeah, and you can't really stop it. It's like, well, it's gonna come on and it's gonna be in range. You can you can't prevent it. Well, I guess you could have like interceptor things, but uh, yeah. I just feel like, and you never capture the like a dogfight uh, sort of moment either in. in uh, in a 30k setting sort of thing yeah uh, but i mean uh, if they will keep releasing uh more models with a, which i guess they will you would soon be able to do it like in yeah like a horse heresy version of it yeah i was thinking i like wonder if they'll release the siphon interceptor oh yeah, that is true i mean is that are there rules for it in 40k or uh, I they have can, no idea. <laughs> make, they can make up that it's still around. I mean, what what else would they put for? What what did it used to have for? Do they have anything for just uh, space marines back in the oh, day? Oh yeah, yeah, that ugly ass bumblebee. Uh, ah, like the like, like the storm something. Oh, they they had like the storm eagle. No, not storm eagle, but the, like the smaller version of storm eagle. Yeah, remember those? And then they had like the the smaller fighter thing. Ah, oh, that one. Hmm. Yeah, that I call the bumblebee because he just yeah. doesn't look like oh. it should fly. No, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, uh, it's great. That, and it, uh, um, do you feel though that um, that there is a risk that they're overextending themselves? Like they're producing so many different games that you'll sort of be like, well, no one will know what you play anymore, and it's just, ah, oh, how can we keep the community together? People will just want to play different games all the time. <laughs> And I think that that ship has sailed. Like it, it, we're yeah. living in an age where people are playing all More kinds than... of different games. Like no yeah. one wants to play just the single game anymore. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Because like uh, I don't know, ten years ago, hmm. everyone was either playing 40k or fantasy. There was like no no other games. And yeah. now like people are playing, or like people started playing other game systems mm-hmm. uh, to just get away from the the main big game. I think yeah. Games Workshop is just like making more games. So if people don't want to play 40k anymore, they can play another Games Workshop game at least. Profit. But I do think like, uh, or I don't know like how much this will affect their ability to manufacture other games because we kind of noticed with Necromunda when that came out. Yeah. Uh, that and Titanicus. That first of all, like the people playing Necromunda felt like they weren't getting enough releases in the beginning. Mm. Same with Titanicus, like. They release a game and then only support it to have a successful launch. And yeah. then 30k players also feel like they're not getting enough attention now that the studio has to produce other things. Yeah, that's true. So you mean that? Yeah, a lot of pe- yeah people will feel yeah. Everyone will feel like they they're not getting enough <laughs> attention. Yeah. So I just hope like they're adding uh, people creating stuff while they're making new games. I guess. 
Ah, you mean so it's not just the same people but having less time? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is true. Uh, well, it will be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely interested in Aeronautica. Seems yeah. Cool. And it's like, it seems like uh, you can buy the starter box and you'll have a functional game. Mm -hmm. uh, because look at Titanicus. It's like a really big box. And you got titans and knights, but it <clears throat> didn't really feel like you have a game out of the box with that game. Like you yeah. need to buy more stuff. Mm. And same with the like Betrayal of Cal as well. It's basically it's a starter box for 30 kids. So it's not really yeah. a game out of the box. But this really feels like or I, I have no idea what the rules are, but it seems mm. like you could get a, a game out of those models. Yeah, I mean it was quite quite a lot of them, I think. So and it reminded me, because uh, us like looking at this other game, Blood Red Skies. Have you heard of this? Uh, it's a, no. It's a Second World War uh, fighter airplane game. Okay. It kind of reminded me of that, like the starter box. Because you get kind of the same thing, but instead of Messerschmitts, you're getting Thunderbolts. <laughs> you could definitely get some Messerschmitts and just uh, convert them into Orc flyers. <laughs> it would look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's yeah, interesting. Uh, they keep they keep surprising us because this was, you know, like oh, Titanicus was a, like a big deal when that came back, and now you haven't really adjusted. It's just oh shit, there's another game. Okay, well, when yeah. will when will Epic well, be back? <laughs> also, wasn't Aeronautica a virtual game? I think so. Yeah, and it was like uh, super short time that it was out. Like it feels like. Mm. It feels like I, I never saw it. Like, I never saw it being played anywhere. Mm. And then it was gone from the website. Yeah. I love that they had some really cool terrain for it. So I hope yeah. they will bring back some of that, I guess. Uh, yeah. Very, very interesting, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, uh, well, I guess, yeah. Uh, sort of related to that, because uh, uh, in the mail the other day, I got a little... Uh, Warhound Titan. Oh. Ba -ba 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 from uh, Frederick Svensson. The Svensson oh, wow. brothers. He sent me one and his brother uh, Richard got the other one. Oh my god, that's he... such a first one for free. Thank yes. you. Yes. And I was like, oh god, when am I gonna, when am I gonna paint these and what am I gonna do with that? <laughs> oh, and he's like, oh, it's great, you know, because you only need a few. Hey, you just need a few. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you already. You got the one. You might yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to... Uh, so I started looking at some different uh, legios and stuff uh, for what to paint. But I mean, um, uh, I sort of... I, I don't know. I haven't felt any, you know, like, oh, this legio is something I've always uh, been really uh, hard, have a hard-on for or something. But um, I, so I more started about, well, what kind of colors would look cool and what would I like to try and I haven't painted anything red really um, and since I've always mm. been a bit uh, curious for uh, word bearers mm -hmm. I mean who isn't that's the, the OG <laughs> traders right everyone. everyone everyone just copied them after that it's like sons of horse <laughs> trying to be it's like ah, just copycats <laughs> compared to the original fucking heavy metal um so and I, if I would make they're, they're Christian I, metal at best. Okay, okay, but maybe Christian <laughs> death metal though. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it, it's kind of kind of feel like uh, with Titanicus, like people who don't know 
30k and like oh i like the color of that legion and then you go like what you have no idea what you're talking about you can't just go and get a legion after the color you like are you insane you gotta know this background <laughs> but it, that's yeah. how i feel with all the legios like i have no idea what any of these are yeah but those guys nice. sound cool yeah or, or even worse if i would make up my own legion <gasps> did you like oh what the fuck that sucks <laughs> even though and then i feel like there's not that many though i mean for the legions you have more diversity in a way i mean even if there are a lot of named ones i mean you have legion mortis that a lot of people like you have the the furions with the the yellow with black uh, flames that just have an awesome color scheme and you have some cool ones like the uh, astorum or whatever they're called uh yeah, but they can keep expanding the Legio, so like, oh, here's mm. this Legio that we never spoke about before, yeah, exactly. but it's yeah. been there this whole time. Yeah, so I feel like it's hard to have that sort of emotional like, attachment to them, because you don't know that much about them. It's like, well, yeah. I think they are mentioned in this book that they are supporting blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it, I mean, there are some books like Titan Death, and um, um, and I know that because of that, I think that's the one where, is it Solaria, the one that has all the, all, only the chicks? Uh, they, I, I think they have like green, like a green mottled scheme uh, with red also. Uh, and I know that both uh, Frederick and Leon uh, are painting that. So they seem to be a popular choice at least. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, I just thought that hmm, I always wondered how I could make a cool looking uh, word bearer color scheme because I'm not that sold on the one they have. But if I could get, you know, really a, like a blood red army, almost like you know, dark red, but sort of glistening somehow. I don't know. So this could be a way of trying that out. And then still, I found, uh, I mean, because there are a lot of legions that look sort of like that. Legios, I mean, it's legios. Uh, I think there were some called the Excruciatus uh, that had like, yeah, they were red with brass. And that se- sounded like, oh, seems pretty metal. I think they were traders also. So that's sounds good. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. It's on my uh, to-do list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what's on your painting desk right now, then? Oh, at the moment, I'm painting uh, the Paymaster's bodyguard for my dogs of war. Oh nice. yeah, oh yeah, and they are heavy. They have uh, heavy armor, and they uh, so they look very metallic. And they have halberds, and uh, I made this cool little banner of a shield with uh, two crossed keys. Like their symbol sort of thing, like we are the guardians of the treasure chest. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I I really like yeah. them. Uh, once again, pair of miniatures. Uh, the this time I think uh, foot knights from fourteen fifty to fifteen hundred. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really good models. I like them. And really nice paint nice. as well. Oh, so thank you very much. Before we started recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, a teaser. So what uh, what armless are you using now that you? You betrayed me, and you're playing uh, the Commoners edition, eighth edition. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Sorry, what, what were you? What were you asking? What am, who am I? Who am I playing? Playing or what? Uh, which army list are you using? The army project list. Yes, yes, the army project one. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it's not broken or something. Uh, I mean, we're I'm, we're playing in a just with some friends at work, and it's a very friendly sort of thing. Like we can house rule things and stuff. So. Uh, it's not that, uh, but I don't know. Maybe when we get to play, I'll, I'll, if my if I just win all the time because they're too cheap and points or something, maybe we'll have to adjust. Uh, but did so, I say that? I can't remember. Did I say that I played my first game of fantasy? I don't remember. Tell me anyway. 
I, but it was really quick. It was against Oscar at work. He had his wood elves. I had like one unit of 20 spearmen. No, wait, pikemen. Hmm, better. An extra rank. <laughs> yeah. uh, a unit of uh, crossbowmen and just my paymaster. And he had like a glade captain and uh, eternal guard uh, with spears and shields and uh, some glade guard, just uh, archers. So it was kind of cool. Like we had very similar, just two blocks each. Um, and we have this sort of thing. The theme is that, uh, you know, I have my wizard, Umberto de Fell. <laughs> Umberto. And he, he, well, let me tell you the backstory of my army. 30 minutes later. Uh, <laughs> but Umberto, was a, he was a failed magician who was like sort of a jester at the, you know, the, the court in Ragliano. And they just like to laugh at him when he tried to make his uh, magic tricks work. But then he disappeared and he was like, oh, I'll show you one day. Um, and he went to search in the uh, elven ruins of the, the city of Tobaro, which is uh, closer to Skaven Blight. And then he came back with this dark orb that it's sort of like a Palantir, but I don't want to copy too much the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, uh, and it said that this orb, it whispers to him and it's slowly teaching him the lore of shadow magic. But who knows? Uh, who is in control? Is it Umberto or is it the orb itself? <laughs> anyway, so he the the basically I we have we're trying to make up some sort of story, and I, I thought that the orb is uh, giving him this uh, thing that um, it wants him to get um, well, specific like an artifact thing from uh, from Ethelorin. Uh, so that's why he's uh, rented now the Golden Company my mercenaries and they're slowly trying to find a way into the forest of the wood elves so this was like a first border dispute thing uh the first game where did he get the money uh well uh maybe he found some treasure also in the ruin of tomorrow <laughs> but i failed to mention that he also uh <laughs> find a huge treasure chest yeah i haven't worked on that maybe actually maybe, maybe he went uh, back to mirror and swindled money from people he should have just been a lore of metal, right? So he just created gold. Like, oh, look here. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but... actually, when you transmute stuff into gold, it reverts after a while. Ah. So then I, they... think, uh, like, the I think the, like the, the, the grandmaster of the College of Metal or whatever in Empire, he did yeah. that to someone. Oh, uh, Bal so Balthazar Gelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so he paid people a bunch of uh, gold and then... Like, 24 hours later, he's turned into lead. <gasps> Gelt! <laughs> Damn you, Gelt! Um, but, the, yeah, it, so it was, like, a, a short and brutal. And I thought, because we had, like, approximately the same amount of points, but he, I mean, his units were just so much more expensive than mine. Um, so I thought, well, you didn't I even just... count the points, or what? No, we did, like, a, approximately. But, I, you know, it was about round... An Open like, play! Yeah, well, around 300 points or something, or 250, maybe. Ah, but um, uh, yeah, basically he fired at me, and he was better. I hate that the wood elves get to fire like uh, like the gla the captains just get to fire a single shot or something at the start of the game on your general. So it's just instantly like this arrow to the face or something like. Uh, fortunately, he rolled really bad for his general, so he never did anything. Um, but yeah, we you know traded some arrows with each other, uh, and then ended up in battle and. Um, I mean, his, he killed as many as me, basically, but I just had more ranks that could attack him. So uh, in the end, and I had also because like to try to even out points, he didn't get, he ha didn't have any command upgrades and I had banners and stuff. So I just won combat 
because of all those bonuses. Uh, so I actually won my first game. Yeah. Mm, nice. Even though it's nothing to brag about, but it, you can't really get it sort of balanced. But it was nice to just try out. It's very different when I when you never played fantasy with all these like oh wait you decide charging now first and well how does <laughs> yeah. that work and I can't do this so there were a lot of these like oh wait how do you move how do you wheel and oh so did you use your uh, magician like no no because we said like let's wait with magic because that's just another layer of complexity so we we're gonna try that next I think uh, and I think he ordered one of those like spell weavers or what are they called yeah I think so. Yeah, so when he paints that up, I guess we can have another. But um, but yeah, so and also yeah, related to that. So shit is spinning out. So he's he's got his wood elves, and then I have another friend called Danny at work who is uh, working on his dark elves. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, great, surrounded yeah. by nightmares. <laughs> yes, oh, god damn it. Um, and uh, then then we have Leon, of course, the famous Leon that I always talk about. Uh, who's been on the show also. Uh, and I, I thought, like, so this, because he has, uh, I think he has three or four fantasy armies or something, and he has been playing um, previously. But we're sort of like, you know, how women at the workplace, they somehow, they sometimes get their menstrual cycles, uh, you know, like they match their <laughs> menstrual cycles. Uh, and, and our hobby, it's weird because we're both really into the hobby, but we we haven't matched our cycles. So now I was like, oh, fuck, fantasy is really cool. I, I really want to try this out. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just into 30K and I really want to play my, uh, you know, do my Thousand Sons. And, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Why why aren't we? It's so close, but why aren't we hyped for the same things at the same time? God damn it. <laughs> these, these problems. Um and then slowly but surely, you know, he's been interested, like, oh, what are we doing? And, oh, okay, okay. And I said, like, uh, because he was like, oh, you're going to get some nice terrain, right? And I, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to get a new a battle mat. Oh, but you should really just, you know, we could get this uh, MDF board and then we could add this and make it sort of like the old Realm of Battle with these uh, hills. And, oh, shit, that wouldn't be too expensive, blah, blah, blah. And then a few days later, bam, got them. He's been to the hardware store and he's now... Like yeah, we and we went to the like a train hobby store and bought all these flock and different foliage and like oh we definitely need uh, light green foliage and we need this and we need uh, so uh, where do you go? Did you go to the one seafaring museum? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, it's a classic. Very nice, so, very nice. It's like such, such a dad store. I love it. <laughs> definitely, and it's also weird because you're in there and. Almost everyone else who went into the store were like in their fifties or something, or more than that. <laughs> oh, damn! That's where the that's where we're gonna end up later. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think the plan is this Thursday we're gonna he's gonna bring stuff to work and we're gonna try to build a, a game board now. Um, awesome! So that's uh, like what? What the fuck? What happened? So um, what's the theme you're going for? Well, it's a, gonna be a general nice feel and some woods, or, or are you doing? Yeah, it's gonna be like very quite classic with uh, a lot of grass. He, he bought like a, a mat of grass that's gonna be the base, and then we have a lot of flock, flock and stuff. So we're gonna try to break it up with a bit. But I think yeah, and then we're gonna just add hills and forest and stuff that we can put on top, so we can customize it a bit. But uh, it was so it's, gonna, so it's like, gonna be a, a modular one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, you divided it in like these. You're just like the realm of battle, like six, uh, uh, six different tiles mm, uh, right, for. Yeah. But I think he bought eight tiles, so we were thinking of making like a river also on two of them that we could 
exchange sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's very clever. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be gonna be fun, but <laughs> with adamant that we're gonna flock all the terrain in the same way, also or like tie everything together so it, it looks good. It has to be visually, uh, you know, <laughs> which I which I totally agree with. But I, I I think he's just had enough of like you know everyone makes their own terrain and then you put it together and it's like well. Yeah, this this is my house, but it has snow around its base, and then we're playing on this green <laughs> field. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I'm just rambling. It's experienced but, yeah. man, Leon. Well, he's got yes. the, the right idea. That's how you freaking build the table. Yeah, it's going to be very nice. We, Soon enough, it's going to force you to, to base your guys in the same flock, though. That's the thing <laughs> that I, I've actually been thinking about, because uh, I still have waited a lot with my basing, or I haven't, I haven't completed it. And my idea was to make it make snow bases, right? Because I thought that would just look grim and they're up fighting in the wastelands uh, or something in Kislev or something like that. And it would look a big good contrast to my color theme also. But then I think like, oh, what if everyone else has just sort of matching to the board we're going to be playing on the most? And I'm suddenly <laughs> with snow bases. So, oh, I'm really considering. Maybe I'll just try to look how, see how they will look without the snow. Um, but keep it more to a muddy. I don't want to I don't want to go for goblin green. Uh, <laughs> I want it to look grim and you know muddy or something. And that, that yeah. would still make, make if I put in some just some grass and stuff at the edges. I think it would look like you know if you have an army marching, they're gonna like a f- nice field is gonna turn to mud really quick, right? You don't yeah. want to be at the end of the marching trail because you're just walking in shit and stuff, and it's terrible. Uh, so I think that I can still get away with that, but maybe not too big of a contrast. <gasps> Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I got that out of my system. So yeah, looks like our periods are about to start matching. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. So we haven't recorded in like at least two weeks, something. Yeah. We're, so, that's our new thing, like once a month. <laughs> once every other month. So <laughs> I was kind of starting uh, starting up doing my dwarves and then uh, mm. uh, I was like I was go- I was going to this event, this uh, camping event, and then uh-huh. I uh, oh, yeah. did these missile launcher guys, and I did some some more things, and then I ended up doing a hair. And then like I was supposed to do dwarfs, but then I just got really exp- inspired by Iron Ants, so I just mm-hmm. kept going. And uh, so I built uh, uh, what's his name. The, the new uh, console type. Uh, warmonger. Yeah, yeah. I, I built a warmonger. Oh, so, teleport guy. Yeah, because I was, uh, I was uh, also doing uh, transfers on all my ironets. Uh-huh. Like, all right, let's do this. He sat down and he put transfers on all the guys. So some, some guys I had done some freehand on before. So yeah. I just kind of painted that over, which is a bit complicated because like, my scheme is metal and then lots of very thin washes of black. Ah, oh, yeah, so you have to start over with metal, or how do you do when you... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. But then it's like, where the transfer is, I hope it's not going to be too visible. Uh, yeah. So I put transfers on all the guys, and then I was just like going through my army, and like, all right, got to put transfer on this guy, got to put transfer on this guy, and then I found my old tech marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember him? Tech marine in so. red. With, like, oh, the, yeah. Uh, it's got a, this cool like sword pose. Yeah. And I was like, I never fucking used this guy. This is one of the, the first guys I built, and 
use never sees action because when I built him, I assumed that he would be an independent character, but he can't mm -hmm. join any squads. It's just like, oh wait, what? Uh, oh, because he's just oh yeah, that's true. He's not he's, a he's his own unit. HQ, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was like, all right, let's try and uh, make something else with this guy. Mm. Uh, so I decided to do a warmonger, and then I found this nice tech or tech priest axe. Oh. It's actually double-handed, but I cut cut one of the hands off and made it a bit shorter. Yeah, so it's got a the cool sword and an axe in his left hand. Oh it's yeah, looking brooding with a, a Mark V helmet. Yeah. yeah, it looks ready for war. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun to play with him as well. Mm. Uh, make him fit in nice in Centurion. So yeah. now we got the him and the the Herald. So I'm all set for the the latest meta. <laughs> yeah, gotta keep with the. But isn't that a shame? Though? Like, I feel. Have you ever seen anyone bring tech marines into play? No, they can't even join uh, robots, right? That's, uh, that's the Pravian, I guess. That's his job. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, how would you feel? Would you feel like a, a tech marine should be able to? Uh, Embark or something like he would be some sort of a, like a tank commander ish or I don't know. Can I he can't know. even take he can't can't he take his servitors though? Yeah, he can. But okay, yeah. so that's something. He, he can be taken in in apocalypse. I think he would be really good in apocalypse. Ah. Uh -huh. And speaking of apocalypse, so we got Brendan hyped up to try out apocalypse. So we're gonna try apocalypse oh. next week. Oh yeah. So he's got like uh, a bunch of old imperial guard. Uh, uh -huh. Like an entire army of Valetians and like a tank company and stuff. Oh, yes. So, yeah, Tony should break those bad boys out and yeah. we're going to try uh, a 200 point game. Okay. What, what is that sort of like in 30k? Is it 2,000 points, would you say, or is it like 4,000 points? Oh, that's like. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm bringing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm bringing my super heavy detachment of two fell blades and a glaive. Oh, you can do that now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's the minimum requirement for a super heavy detachment. Really? It's like oh, three to five shit. super heavy tanks. Oh, super heavy. Yes. So like, yes. This is this is what I've been waiting for my entire yeah. life. Yeah. So yeah, the so two fell blades and a glaive, and oh. then I'm bringing two uh, spearhead detachments. That's detachment of heavy support. Uh huh. And each of those have got like a predator with plasma and two regular predators. Oh, yeah. So two of those, and uh, then two infantry detachments: one with the uh, uh, centurion, two tactical marines, and uh, I think that's it. And then like another one with the uh, the herald, medicine mortals that I'm using as breachers, and uh, a missile launcher squad. Have so, they made any like special rules for all the specific like legion specific units or so apocalypse is only 40k rules but this guy this guy has made like 30k rules that I'm going to try yeah. out. Yeah. So like most of the stuff is available because yeah. most of the stuff have 40k rules. But like Medusa and Immortals and stuff like those specific ones don't have uh... No. No. And the glaive doesn't exist in 40k. Uh Oh, yeah, but he, he made us some rules for that. Yeah, we're gonna try it out. And yeah. yeah, Mechanicum doesn't have any rules. But I mean, it, if Brendan likes this game, then I hope we're gonna sit down and try and figure out some rules for Mechanicum because he yeah. is the 
one of the the world's most dominant arch megases. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. If if someone can do it, I think Brendan can. Uh, he knows. He knows mechanica. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about this. It's yeah, gonna that's going to be good. Really cool. Also good because uh, Teaser Teaser might be able to play Apocalypse uh, in Sweden, right? This autumn, maybe? Yeah. 30k? Yeah, yeah. idea? At BSK. Yeah, so we're trying it with the idea of having a Apocalypse game at BSK. Yeah. Uh, using the new Apocalypse rules. So that'd be really would, cool. Would that be the same day or would it be like the day before, do you think? Like the, at the same time as it, like the Titan game or? I don't, I don't know. know if that's worked out yet. No idea. I think uh, we're going to be in charge of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, don't, I still don't know if I'm going to play it, but yeah, you're you're just going to walk around looking pretty in your blonde wig. Mm, well, it depends <laughs> on uh, who I'm going to play this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you're playing Ultramarines, you got to get like a one of those helicopter pad cuts. Helicopter but... pad. Yeah, like a mili- like a U.S. military haircut, oh, like, yeah. flat on top, <laughs> jarhead, like looking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how I would look in that. Hmm. G- gorgeous, I guess, is the answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're yeah we're, we're gonna. There will be more info to come on that also. Uh, but damn. Yeah. Okay, so are you? You have a lot of things painted up now, also for that. Uh, do you have any any Iron Hand stuff left at the moment that you haven't painted? Uh, Ferris. Oh, okay. ah, that's unpainted. That is a bit of a shame. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I want to convert him a bit before I paint him. Yeah. So, um, I want to give him a wrench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where can you find one? Maybe like a toy some kit like yeah. plumbers. Plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Plumber guy. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite action hero. Now with the uh, stay-at-home mom. <laughs> that... <laughs> mm. You know what, where this is going. Uh, uh, yeah, other than that, like, I haven't really started painting the Macro Explorer, Iron mm-hmm. Ironhand Allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't really gotten any further with that mm-hmm. yet. It's like, it's nice, though. Like, I, I'm motivated paint stuff but i'm motivated to paint different things like all the time yeah but that's nice that you can also right i think that you need to keep your wouldn't that kill your hobby juices otherwise if you don't have the options it's like like this is what i want to paint well yeah and do that i mean then well then you also have to have some sort of (laughs) way of finishing projects also but uh it's better to have three half finished projects than to have like one ninety percent that you don't want to paint. Mm. Well, that, that, yeah, I can. I stand behind that. So I'm actually off today. It's a, a bank holiday in England. Uh-huh. So today, did I was you like, go oh. to the bank? <laughs> or is it? I, yeah, I always forget. Is it the bank that has the holiday, or is it? <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. And it's weird because it's like it just means like a day off, but it can be or the, like they have meaning. It's like the ones that we have in Sweden that have names, mm-hmm. but they, like no one calls them by the real name. They just call them bank holiday. Huh. So I think technically Christmas Day is also a bank holiday. Yeah, but <laughs> no one they actually call it Christmas. <laughs> uh, 
But anyway, today I got an urge to to paint some dwarf miners. Ooh. And I already started painting like uh, my long beards, but I was like, nah, fuck it. I'll paint these guys instead. Yeah. I got them pretty do, far today. How do miners work? Are they just like, do they have any special rules or are they just. Uh, yeah, they got uh, un underground advanced. So pretty much uh, outflank, but they can come in from any board edge. Okay, but not, not like a deep strike thing. No. Oh, you, know, you, you choose the board edge as well. Oh, okay, just, nice. Just come in from wherever you want. Uh, is there any unit in the game that can sort of deep strike, like something similar in, in fantasy? Uh, yes, like the some Skaven stuff, I think, and also oh, okay. the Doomed King Scorpion, I think, can like because oh. it like burrows. Oh yeah, scary shit. Um, I have a fantasy uh, sort of tactics thing also uh, because uh, I was listening a to tactics thing, a tactics. Thing. A, a question or like a? No, I'm gonna teach you. Up with. I'm gonna teach you something. No, I'm gonna. No, it's a question because I was listening to uh, the lovely uh, "The Old World Lives" a fantasy podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> but the world lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was listening when you talked about uh, the tactics for fast cab. Uh, yeah. And I've I've been thinking about getting some uh, fast cavalry for my uh, dogs of war. Mm -hmm. Um. But I'm a bit torn because uh, in the kit, well, the, you have the options to give them uh, spears, uh, which is nice, right? Because you get a plus one strength on the charge, uh, yeah. which actually makes them sort of dangerous. Uh, but uh, I also have the option to give them light crossbows, which just, I, I, I like the idea of it. I think it's, it seems very, very cool. Uh, I, think, I think they're 18 inches range, right? Something like that. Which would make them nine inch short, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and if they remove eight, I could go within that, shoot at things, or ha harass things, and then easily run away if they charge me. Right? Probably. Or yeah, but is it or is it too? I don't know. Yeah. First of all, I think it, well, I don't know exactly what it's like in eighth edition, but I think you can six at least. You can uh, you can charge and shoot the light cavalry. So you can go even faster. Okay, yeah, okay, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they are very fast and maneuverable. I don't know. I, I don't know the rules that well. I'm just thinking, like, is it worth giving them um, like arranged weapons? Because I know you have a lot of like, don't you have a lot of bows on yours? Yeah. Uh, but do you find is it is that any time useful just swing around, or is it just like annoying because like you don't really kill stuff, but you're they're like ah well, here's. So usually cavalry, light cavalry, you don't want to use charge with them. So you're mm -hmm. probably gonna either like get into position somewhere behind the enemy, mm -hmm. or, uh, or just stand around and being annoying and march mm -hmm. block and stuff. So it's nice to have the option of just shooting things while so you're doing that, doing some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I, yeah. I I think I will probably make like one unit of each or something paint. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think definitely like spears is a good option as well. Can, can yeah. they have shields or light armor as well? Uh, yes, they can have both. But if you take both, they lose the light cavalry rule. Yeah. So it's yeah, I would I take either. Uh, but um, no, I guess just having them move around, being annoying, and then waiting for that like, oh, this combat here would really benefit if they just charge the the rear or something. 
Yeah, is that is that sort of the way to think? I don't know in the eighth edition as well if they even negate uh, rank bonuses. I think like light cavalry doesn't negate rank bonuses in it. Oh, maybe light doesn't. I don't know. But otherwise, just being quick, going after uh, war machines or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna get them either way. I'm just thinking, but maybe I'll just paint you know five out of, uh, five of each type. Yeah. And have too small. Uh, I mean, you will get a unit that has a similar ability. <laughs> oh yes, that's true. Tell, tell them, tell them, tell them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was gonna actually paint this up for you, so it would be like nice to have a regiment for hire that's from outside. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, Morton has this thing that I want. If I'm already giving them to you, I just do a trade. Yeah. Uh, so I asked you if you wanted them. Uh, Paint or unpaint, and you said you want unpainted. Yeah, I would you don't think paint. I can paint? No, I know that you can paint, <laughs> but I'm just thinking like you know, it would be even cool if they if I can somehow tie them a bit into my. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would be a nice experience to paint them as well. And uh, they are the Birdman of Catraza. Yeah, flying with crossbows. What? What? <laughs> what? What? How does it work? Well, they have fucking pedals, so it's easy. It's like a bike. <laughs> I love it. They're so cool. Uh, yeah, so, I'm really excited. So the guy that I bought the Kiss of Army from had a bunch mm-hmm. of Dogs of War stuff. Oh. Uh, so he asked me if I like if I was looking for anything Dogs of War. So I'm like, oh yeah, Galloper Gun would be nice. Mm-hmm. And also just Burnman or Catrasa are really cool. Do you have any of those? I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got them like in a, the deal that I made. Paint up his yeah. halfling army. Oh yeah! Uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's really nice." But like, I don't really think I'm ever going to use them. <laughs> but I have owned them now, so I can kind of check that off in my bucket list. Mm. Uh, that's and really then, nice. Like you were doing a dogs of war, army, so I thought yeah. it would be a perfect match. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really, I think, and that's true. So they will be flying, and they can def- definitely go after and harass uh, war machines and stuff, right? Yeah, that seems like a good. Uh, I don't know how do the same thing. Slight yeah. cavalry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm really. I think. Yeah, I think they will match the army very good. Also, uh, so ooh, I'm excited. But maybe I should ask that. Do you know if that guy still does? He still have things? Because I'm. I'm a bit interested in uh, Rico's Republican Guard and Leopold's Leopard Company. I've been mm. thinking about uh, because I got some like a few models of them from from Oscar. He found some in his. Like a box, like oh, I have three of these and two of these, and something. Like, oh. and they—I mean, it's so cool because I, I guess are they from the time where the Perry guys were making? Yeah, them? yeah. Because per- the army they right. made basically the entire Dark Souls range. Yeah, and you can really tell because the the armor is so similar to the ones I have. It's like oh, <laughs> because it's well, like because it's actual armor, I guess. So, uh, but yeah. uh, so I'm actually thinking about getting metal miniatures, and you know, huh? Um, I just thought since I already have some pikemen, it would be cool to just have some variation. And, uh, but still, you know, tr- trying to match sort of the color scheme, but still having them st- stand out a bit. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, you could also uh, try playing the, the King of Editions, the Edition of Kings. The sixth Actually edition. using them. Well, like legally using them. <laughs> yeah, use them as what they are. Well, they, yeah, that's true. But the Warhammer Army project also has rules for them uh, for 8th edition. So, uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. it's good. Yeah, well, 
I'm open. I, I'm open for it. I, I, I'm not saying like I've listened to. I've listened to the, the very nice debate about sixth edition versus eighth edition, and I can see like I see that one of them probably is. Uh, I, I for me it seems like eighth edition is a bit easier to get into in one way. Uh, I just feel I feel like sixth edition is sort of like the like the thirty k of fantasy, and that you <laughs> you have to sort of have a bit more experience. You've played it before. It's like a nostalgia thing. And it's, you know, it's the hardcore gamers. Eighth uh, edition is a bit easier. It's like forty k, so maybe easier to get, get into because it's like, oh, you can take all these crazy stuff. I would like want to like, take some flying this thing. I don't know. It has some <laughs> really cool models uh, and some, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll I, I, I like to think of it like thirty uh, k and centurion. Like sixth edition is yeah. more like centurion. Yeah, that could be also. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. They are, they are, yeah. Uh, but yep, yep. So good times ahead. Fantasy. Woo woo. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Any other thirty k stuff you want to talk about? Uh, um, or, or so for BSK, are you are you doing your ultra wins? I think that's the idea. But I have to check also uh, how many points and stuff, and uh, <laughs> see that I can. <laughs> I can comply with the rules first. Uh, yeah, be nice to see them. Finally, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Ah, that's for you. I've only brought them to to Malmo, so uh, I will try. I think that would be, and I I also motivated to paint some more on them. That would be a good way to get started with that also. So we'll we'll see, we'll we'll see. Uh, but let's uh, take a short musical break and then talk about your real time event, right? Yeah, go to yes. Albion. We'll be right back. Heading for Albion.
And we're back from that. <laughs> Maybe Albion inspired music. Probably not. Yeah, yeah I'm trying I, to. I, I don't know. It, it's hard to find metal like metal with fantasy theme, or like hmm. it's okay. It's not hard to find metal with fantasy <laughs> theme, like power metal or whatever. But it's hard mm-hmm. to find metal themed to like the faction you're playing in fantasy. Oh, oh yeah, I guess so. Because it's so easy for 30k, because everything is just. <laughs> like death metal, yeah. Like everything is just about <laughs> killing your brother and betrayal and shit. Yeah. But we'll anyway, go, we'll find some playlists. Yeah. So Albion is uh, Albion basically uh, the British Isles in the yeah. yes, or is it's sense. one island? Oh, it's just one island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or actually, there's a small uh, island to the southeast of Albion that's called the Isle of Whites. <gasps> so, oh. <laughs> so good so good um, uh, so what's the background for this event uh, when did the idea start and who was uh, you are one of the ones who were uh, yeah arranging so it. so Joseph is this guy who organized the first turn 6th edition tournament here in England bringing oh, okay. back 6th edition yeah uh, in March and uh yeah, he lives here in London, so I've been hanging out with him, playing games, like, since I started playing here in England. And, uh, like, he was really keen on doing some more events. So we were just spawning ideas of what to play, and then, like, I was thinking of doing a real-time event in Fantasy, it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking of uh, where you could set it, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was going through, like, six edition source books. And one of the first ones they dropped was the uh, Dark Shadows campaign book, which was like okay. the they had like uh, one of those Games Workshop summer campaigns. Ah. I don't think they were doing that when you got into the hobby. It stopped long ago. And is it something that well, everyone you could log their yeah, games and then you got a sort of a result of and the history sort of was it recorded then in their official fa- uh, like fluff or yeah yeah it was ah. so uh, they. They had a summer campaign, and then they released the annual books every year. Uh-huh. And one of the annuals, they had like, "Oh, here's the results from Albion. This is what happened," and shit like that. Was uh, it even like? Did they even mention you know like famous like, "Oh, this is my uh, warlord called blah blah blah"? Or... I can't remember. I think it was just like decide when this many yeah. battles, and then this happened in the story and stuff. Oh, that's pretty uh, cool, though. It's a good way of yeah getting reaching your audience. Yeah. And it's like since that time in sixth edition, early sixth edition, Albion has pretty much never been mentioned again. Oh, and it's like such a a cool theme with Albion, like yeah. uh, it's the Misty Isle with natives and magic and stuff. Yeah, and uh, so I thought it would be cool to revisit that since we're revisiting sixth edition. Yeah, is it a very like a Celtic sort of feeling? Yeah, Celtic lore. Yeah, blue painted yeah. guys and. Yeah, druids and yeah, stone and they, circles and giants and shit. So there's no like allegiance of Albion. They're not part of the empire or anything like that. They're just no. They're just like wild men. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I think there's actually an army project for it. Yeah. An army yeah. List. Uh, so, and then I thought, oh, this would be perfect for a real time campaign because it's like a a neutral plates Mm -hmm. so none of the factions would like be there from the beginning because it's a bit Mm -hmm. odd if you're playing like 
in the empire and mm. three factions would be fighting for this neutral area uh, yeah. so this is just perfect mm. uh, and there's already like a of Albion in the book so we Joseph's brother is an illustrator so he did like a larger map with all the, the stuff we needed all the nodes and all the explanations and stuff a really gorgeous looking one I think yeah it's, yeah it's uh, very great you had the you got the feeling like oh look at this ye old map of the the world <laughs> yeah yeah and he's got like those uh, those ships on the oceans as well oh any sea they have to have sea monsters also oh yeah here be here be Dragon. sea serpents yeah <laughs> Mer merwims <laughs> what are they called merworm merworms right oh yeah the virtual one so um yeah me and joseph started planning this okay uh, May or something. Yeah. Uh, so we we're planning on having two events because I think it would be best to have it as a two day event, but then we would also have a one day event mm -hmm. because some people just can't do two day events. Oh, that, oh that's smart. So you can and, choose. Yeah, and also like uh, inspired by Pete, the, the 30k frontier, uh -huh. uh, because uh, he did like several events in a row, like the Jungus of a car that I went to. Yeah. He did like three of those events. They were like the same event, but new people every event. So oh. that means that you can do so much more planning and yeah. like prepare so much more stuff for this event because you know it's not just going to be this one thing. Mm. So you can you can get better each time, sort of. Also, like you learn. Yeah, and also like if you're doing like specific terrain for this event, ah, yeah. Then then first of all, you get more money to do it because there's more events with people coming, mm. and then you could use it for more events. So mm. yeah, it's really smart thing so yeah. yeah we wanted to do uh, two events mm. and uh, yeah since then we've been uh, painting up some stuff i've been painting up agents because there's agents in the real-time event yeah uh, usually those agents are only on like, the the big map and not in the games mm -hmm. uh, but in the like uh, the original campaign book like, there, there was a big emphasis on the agents that you could use in the battle the oh. tr truth sayers are the good guys yeah, and the dark emissaries are the bad guys. Uh huh. So the story Wait. for this campaign is that some evil force uh, is like trying to take the power from Albion because there there's yeah. those magic organ stones on Albion that are basically Stonehenge. Uh, so like evil agents are going out to the world and trying mm -hmm. to recruit armies to to fight for this dark master. Yeah, and help him to get this power, and to counter this, the the truthsayers, who, so the old ones created the world, and then <laughs> they passed on their knowledge to the truthsayers. Okay, and they've been living on Albion, like passing on their knowledge to the next generation, so forth and so forth, for oh, okay. for eternity, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so these guys are like the guardians of the, the magic there. So they oh, went so out. Are they the ones that you had models for, like the druid-looking guys? Yes. Oh, okay. So these guys went out to the world and uh, tried to recruit good guys to fight yeah. the evil guys so they won't get oh. what they're after. Yeah. Uh, and also, since uh, the real-time campaign is built around having three factions, mm -hmm. you have to have a third faction. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I decided to use Femir as oh, the yeah. neutral faction agents because the Femir yeah. are just like, mysterious guys that are really they really don't like chaos and 
they don't really like good guys either. So I thought it would be a good neutral faction. And they're just super in theme with Albion, like mists yeah. and bogs and shit. Yeah. And you can't really trust them. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like more of a convenience thing. Like, oh, I guess we'll work with these guys. I don't trust them. Yeah, I guess um, I'll let you. I'll let you babysit well they, for a while, but hmm. they also hate chaos. So I guess we'll yeah, we'll fight with them. Oh, that's weird. Why did they end up in the chaos army in the, in the total war games? Just because they wanted some, or well, but, I, I mean, aren't they in the like the Norskin armies? Uh, I don't know. Well, in the the in the tabletop game or. Total you know, in, the, in Total War Warhammer, the, the, uh, the computer game, the, the oh, Fumir are in the Norsken faction, which is, mm. I guess they just oh. needed to fill up with some cool models and they had them and they just, like, ah, no one knows about the fluff anyway. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I always thought that Fumir really hated chaos. And they probably do. It's probably something like, well, let's just throw these in there. <laughs> um, but that's cool because, yeah, I've only played it for, for 30k, this real time thing. But as you said, it's always been about like, or well, they, they developed it in having three factions, so it's not just one faction winning quicker or early on, and then you can't really catch up or something. Um, mm-hmm. Did you just do the three alignments, like order, destruction, and, and what is it? Is it order, neutral. chaos, and destruction? Neutral. Uh, uh, yeah, we had like a good, evil, and neutral. Okay. So on the good team, we had three Emperor players and a high elf. Yeah. Uh, on the bad team, we had uh, a Chaos Demon, a Chaos Mortal, and a cha- Beastman. Oh, yes. And Such Dark a, Elves. Nice. Such a cool combo. Yeah. And on the neutral team, we had Vampire Counts, Tomb Kings, Ogres, and Skaven. Wow. Good mix, though. Really nice. Yeah. Really thematic, I think. Maybe we should have switched out like Dark Elves and Skaven. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. But I think. Either way, like both of those teams are just not trustworthy, so they could have been either. Yeah. Depending on their agenda. Yeah, exactly. It just at the moment, it, it worked for what their goal was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we were supposed to, like, we planned it out to have five people per team, but we ended up with four people per team. Mm-hmm. That was all right. And uh, yeah, Eric came along as well. So he was going to come to two day event that's oh. planning on having later in September. Yeah. Uh, but he couldn't make it in the end. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, we're having this one day event. Because I, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that I was in Stockholm when they had their 30K real time event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just passing through because I was there on my holiday. Hmm. So it was just perfectly timed for when I was there. So I was talking yeah. to him then. And then he was like, oh, yeah, so I'll come to the one day event. And oh, uh, yeah, so he flew over to London. And. Nice. Uh, Helped us out. It was great. So they yeah, just good. like um, they just started using like a digital version of their campaign system now. Oh. So they so they had like uh, the map on a screen, and then you use your phone in like a super smooth way. You just go into a website and log in, huh. and you just get assigned a team. And then like whenever you're moving somewhere on the map, you just yeah. play it on your phone, and then it starts moving on the map. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Wow. Super smooth as well. Like Damn. it works so good. And then you see like the, the time on your phone, like how many minutes is left until you get could, there. Could you do that with your custom map then? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we set up uh, new locations and put roads to the different locations. And then okay. it's already. Huh. 
So yeah, uh, <laughs> we're we're doing this at Joseph's uh, school. He works at a school. Okay. Uh, so we were supposed to have like a cafeteria, but then someone had forgot to unlock it, so we got upgraded to like the I don't know, like an auditorium, whatever okay. it's called. Teacher's lunchroom. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a super nice room, like really high ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, good curtains. It was really warm, but it was super cool inside. Uh-huh. Perfect. And uh, like a big projector screen had everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it took a it took a while to get everything set up because like we told everyone to make a profile before we came there, but some people hadn't done it and they couldn't figure out how to use the phone properly. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really log in. And yeah. Uh, yeah, after a while we got it sorted though and mm-hmm. started playing. And like the the good team and the evil team both wanted to go for the Augum Stones. They gave some magical bonuses during the day. Mm-hmm. So they were basically fighting for those Augum Stones all day. <laughs> Just more and more armies piling in to take them. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of slowed down the game, so it's like a bit counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Just try and push more people into this traffic jam. It's not going to make it go any faster. So how many could play at the same... Well, yeah, how, how big armies do people have? Uh, 50, 1500 points okay and how many armies could be on the same board was there like a limit uh no there was no limit but there were only like two versus two going on at, at one time in, in any of the tables i think yeah uh so it's basically how would that it's just like oh well i'm gonna come on this side next turn sort of thing yeah yeah, then, yeah so uh-huh. yeah so depending on where you're on the world determines like where you'll be which table that you'll be coming from oh yeah but um it feels like fantasy is uh, it takes longer time to maneuver and stuff so is it did it have less of an effect like oh shit someone's coming on there but it's going to take a few turns for them to do anything because they're just going to have to march up and uh... so a, a big difference is that like when you come on yeah you can't really do much with it it's like you just come on and kind of deploy your battle line yeah. while in 30k you come on and everyone is running and gunning it's just yeah. it. it yeah. doesn't matter that you you still have the same fire efficiency. Mm. Yeah, so it was pretty cool to see. I don't think yeah. it was like didn't ruin the game that you couldn't shoot everything when you came on. No, I think it seems very thematic. Like the, you even have a chance to then react. Like, oh shit, there's look at that another. It's a whole another army filling up this side. Yeah. And you just have to, oh, I'll throw away some things to slow them down, maybe, and then I'll try to hold. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And it started out with the, the evil side were capturing stuff super fast. They were using their agents really efficiently, mm-hmm. capture territories. The good side was, they were really slow in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what should we do? Well, I don't know. And then they used like kind of pile on to the same place and couldn't hold it in the end anyway. And mm-hmm. the neutral team were slowly creeping down from the north and uh, the evil team were in the lead for a lot of the day and then the neutral team was kind of catching up and then the neutral team and the good team made a pact <laughs> and after like five minutes they broke the pact because <laughs> they were like oh yeah well, uh, the good guys like well you gotta give us that place uh, and we'll give you this other place on, mm-hmm. on the map 
And then the neutral team were like, well, we're in a better position, so we're just not going to give you this place. And then <laughs> the team were like, all right, well, that's a fight. And then they started fighting. Oh, that's awesome. Lost anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and uh, in the end, it was really close with the neutral team and the evil team, and they were fighting neck to neck. And during the day as well, like the weather changed, because that's another thing in the, the original source book, that you have like, this weather table that you have to roll on each turn. Yeah, uh, but we did. Did you roll on it every hour, and uh-huh. then the weather effect was global on the oh. entire island. Oh yeah, because it is just a small island, more or yeah. less. I mean, so yeah, the weather just got worse and worse the entire day. So first I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I might modify the rolls. Like if it's just gonna be the same lame thing all day, mm-hmm. I might just make it worse by mm-hmm. myself. So first time I rolled, it was, you stayed the same. Like oh, mm-hmm. pretty boring, but all right, and mm-hmm. then kind of went bad from so it's like it can go up and down and in the middle it's fine and then like as you go further to the edges it just gets worse yeah but it just kept going to one side so it went from like a light drizzle that's the best you can get on (laughs) Albion and then it was like swirling mist so you had to roll an artillery die and multiply by three each game turn and that's how far anyone could see with any of their units Oh shit! So is that just affecting shooting, or is it all so charging? Yeah, everything. So you can't oh. charge anything. You can't see either. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, and then it went from that to, uh, uh, like, uh, rain and gales or something. Like it started <laughs> blowing and raining. Yeah. Uh, so like flying movement was half speed, so you could only move ten with flyers because it's oh. so much wind. And shooting was at minus one. And war machines could only fire on four plus, and uh, we had lots lots of swamps, and we had like like swamp tables, and oh, the so they just got worse. So first it was just difficult terrain, and now it's very difficult terrain. So it's like quarter movement to move through the swamps. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, then uh, we rolled again, and it kept getting worse. So at the end of the day, it was <laughs> a hailstorm. So it was <laughs> minus two to shoot, uh, half speed. <laughs> move for flyers and war machines could only fire on six plus so the empire players were pissed (laughs) my handgunners can't shoot for shit and my hell blaster volley gun can only fire on six plus oh that was really funny and it was also really because i set up like a team chat before the game and the evil side were like oh let's let's wait until the weather gets uh, worse and then then we'll start attacking the good guys because then their weapons will have no effect oh that's so smart yeah it's really cool to see what they were running <laughs> did they do a lot of that like oh t- team circle like quick we need to i, I need uh, help over here i think like none of them had played it before so it's a bit yeah. hectic and new for them yeah and if uh, you don't know the people it's hard also to be like uh someone help yeah, and this is also just a one-day event. Mm. So they, like, it, they didn't really know what they were doing the first day. Mm. Some of the guys had like a game plan and were using their ag- agents and armies efficiently. Mm. But I think like, if they would have slept on it and came, come back the day after, yeah. then people have like, a, a much better idea of what to do the next day. Oh. But uh, they seem, yeah. seem happy about it, right? Or yeah, they yeah, were to, to, interested in more? Uh, and I think like it's good because we had a sixth edition tournament, and yeah. uh, there are two more tournaments announced. Yeah. So I want oh. to like set up early, 
the, the idea that you can do events that are not tournaments as well. You just try yes. and go away from just standard tournaments of first first guy gets a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you definitely people definitely have to get that mindset and not get pissed because you know they they made a list and it wasn't fair because they couldn't yeah, because that's not what it's about. I mean, you could have two yeah. versus one and, and weather and, and all that thing. So yeah, yeah. As long as people are okay with that. We had uh, two guys on uh, the, the good team. They're really good players. And they, like in a tournament, they finished in really good places. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, got totally smashed. Because I think they just expected their lists to win yeah. whatever uh, game they had. But they just messed up strategically. So oh. it didn't end up winning anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the final result was like 76 points to uh, the neutral team. So they won. Oh, Femir won. Cool. And the evil team was at 74 points. And the good team was at like 50 points or something. Okay, and that was like shit. the team with what I think are like the good players. Yeah. That oh. was really interesting. But um, so can you give us some examples also of... Uh... Like the unique uh, features that so you could capture, like different regions had different unique things, right? That you can capture and stuff. Yeah, so we had uh, like regular tables. Uh, it was just like a regular table with terrain and hills and like a couple of swamps. And we had swamp tables. Mm-hmm. If you were training there, you had to go to a swamp table, and they had these more swamps that were pretty flat. Mm-hmm. It's annoying to play on. Yeah, we had like native areas, so I, I wanted them to make it feel like. There are people living there, and they don't like you. So if you oh. go there and fight, then each unit takes D6 strength 3 hits. So you oh, just roll yeah. once, and then all the units take that many strength 3 hits. <laughs> so you just like, get ambushed on their way to this fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, Isle of Whites with uh, like a special location as well. <laughs> uh, so when you were fighting there, you treated every enemy as the fear special rule. So like oh. you were just terrified of everything. So, oh yeah, there's something in the mist. Is it a, a de- yeah. like a ghost? Ghost. <laughs> Unfortunately, no one played there. Like no one battled. Oh no. Uh, and we had the giants causeway. So if you uh-huh. held that territory, you you spawned giants for your side. <laughs> I saw you painted up uh, a good look giant. It's really yeah, cool. yeah. It's uh, Joseph's size. Painted that yeah. up for this. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we got some more giants. That people had with them, so no one ended up using mine. Sad face. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then we had uh, the Citadel of Lead, which uh-huh. was just a fortress. Unfortunately, no one fighting at the fortress either. Okay. So it's just standing there <laughs> on its own table all day. Oh. Well, it's good that you have the uh, better to yeah. have it that way, right? That's yeah. Just... It looked cool at least standing there in the corner, and. Uh, <laughs> We had uh, the Forge of the Old Ones, which was an area, if you held it, you spawned magic items for your side. Because there's a mm-hmm. list of magic items in the, the source book as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had uh, the Argon Stones, of course, that Joseph yeah. made uh, terrain for, which is really yeah. cool. Like a really would, big stone circle. Were they so important for, the, for winning that a lot of people just ended up fighting over them or... Yeah, and also uh, your entire side got plus one to cast magic and plus one to dispel magic. If you Ooh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, no one ended up claiming it all day. <laughs> so that's uh, super fun. Yeah. 
And how do the agents work? Would you could you could you be like, well, oh, I'm taking this agent with me, and then you just had it in your army, sort of thing, or? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you move it on a strategic map, mm -hmm. so you can go by itself and capture areas that are uncontested, mm -hmm. and then you could also use it with your army if your army is fighting. Mm. Uh, so then you just put it on the table. It's no longer a strategic map. Uh, and I saw I saw your Famir uh, yeah. that you had. Uh, but and the the truth sayers were where where were those models from? Yeah, so we tried to get some recasts, but we lucked out on that. We didn't get the, any, so we got the, some from Warlord games. Okay, but there used to be actual models for it. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And uh, the, 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 the scary naked dudes with horns or something, what, what <laughs> yeah. were they? And they're from Warlord games. Just make some like druids and evil druid guys, so it's perfect. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and the Femir are from Fortworld. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of took the from the Ar Armies Project book. Yeah. Uh, they made Femir for eighth edition, so we kind of took those, kind of toned them down a little bit, toned down the magic. Yeah. Uh, and just used those, and it worked pretty well. And it was a, a lot of fun that you could just like, you had to decide if you want to use your agent strategically on the map and trying to capture areas, oh, wow. block other agents, or if yeah. you're going to use it in your army. Because they could get wounded, or yeah, yeah. So if oh. they died. You'd have to wait an hour. Okay. And they would get it back. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they, they were all uh, wizards, so they could do some nasty stuff on the tabletop. Okay. Well, that's a good way of balancing them, I guess. So it's not like, well, this is a Femir, he's like toughness five or something. <laughs> and this is a naked guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the, the dark emissaries are level four wizards, uh, but pretty shit fighters. And then the Truthsayers yeah. are level three wizards, yeah. they're better fighters. And the Femir are also level three and even, but they, I don't know, they didn't have as good spells, I think, as the Truth Hair. So we tried to balance them like that. Yeah, but the Femir were pretty good fighters as well. And also yeah. the Femirs have the Swamp Striders. So they oh. didn't care about the swamps. They could just walk for later. Oh, that's cool. Is that a rule that, are there any other things in the game that, is it like a common rule? Are there a lot of things to that? Oh, they have it in, in 8th edition at least. Yeah. Hmm. But, oh, nice. So, but uh, how, how many? Oh, yeah. That you said it was like twelve people. I guess I'm playing. Also. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Oh, and and Eric, he was. Uh, he brought his oh. dogs to war army. Okay. Yeah, for ages, and he supported whichever army was side like the the team that had the least points. Oh, that's so cool. Here. Yeah, but yeah, he so he ended cool. up playing for for the the good team for most of the day since they were. At the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. Huh. Did he do well? Did he remember how to play? Uh, yeah. He had a couple of battles. Uh, he was playing against some Skaven. Mm -hmm. And like he had a very cavalry-heavy force. And he was routing most of Skaven. But then the Skaven somehow managed to kill his general. And then his entire army is routed. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so Skaven had barely anything left. But managed to kill the general. And then the enemy fled. Skaven yeah. like, oh. Well, I guess we win. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, but uh, so how would you say the real time sort of uh, way of playing does it work uh, better for fantasy, even than thirty uh, k? I mean, in one way, it feels like it's sort of maybe it makes. Well, no, I don't know if it makes more sense there. But yeah, how, compared to thirty k, would you say does it work the same? Did you feel? I think it's easier to bog the game down.
fantasy if you have a lot of players on one table. Okay, yeah. It takes a bit longer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think it works well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just 30k is more action-packed in general, so I think it's a bit faster. Yeah. Yeah, so you were playing for one day. How many, like, how many fights would you say like people got to? Was it like three? Yeah, I would no, like average of three battles or something. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. So huh? probably like people had like two full battles, mm-hmm. and maybe like one half battle that they got into. Yeah, and then maybe one or two battles where they're like, "Oh, I'm coming in. I did this one thing, and then the enemy fled." Okay. Yeah, but it varies. Uh, There was a lot, like a lot of two versus two going on at the end, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there was like a one versus one. But uh, yeah, I think it was people got to play. Yeah. And and seemed happy about it. Yeah. 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 People seemed happy. Uh, I wish it was a two day event though. Yeah, but but wait. So is that the plan that there will be another real time two day event? we were planning on having it in September, uh-huh. uh, but a bunch of the guys that were going to come uh, couldn't make it in then. So okay. we're going to postpone it until January. Oh, okay. Shit. It's, like, it's like the end of January. So nice. there's, uh, like, uh, there's one 6th edition tournament coming up in October and one in November. Oh, then, okay. Wow. So busy, busy schedule. Yeah. And December is leading up to Christmas. Mm. So we thought we'd have it in January. Yeah, but that, that's okay. Then let them have some, uh, you know, regular events, and then go back to real time, maybe. Yeah, hype it up uh, a bit. Yeah. People have time to prepare as well. If they've seen mm. this, and they're like, "Oh shit, that was so cool." Yeah, and then but you will have time to prepare for the next one. But now that you have everything set up, I guess you will continue on Albion, right? Just uh, uh, yeah, using yeah, definitely. Because, like we have everything. The maps. Like I, I think we're even gonna want one more event because. We have everything. It's just setting mm. it up and playing. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's a really good idea. Which I guess is easier because in well, maybe not. I don't know. I guess you could do the same in thirty k. Also have like a specific setting. Yeah, um, I mean Eric usually plays. Uh, well, Raltech is their. Oh their yeah, that's creation. true. So they always yeah. play on the same map pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, then you can develop also like, oh, last time this team won, so now they're going to have these benefits or something. Yeah, some, yeah, definitely. Or modify the terrain or something would be really cool. Like, oh, shit, look, this that stone that fell over from the Stonehenge. Yeah, maybe one of the... Catapult. Maybe the, the wall is breached at the Citadel of Lead. Oh, something like that would be cool, yeah. Mm. Fill, fill some of the swamps with some dead, uh, you know, empire or something. <laughs> Just Yeah. <laughs> Oh damn! Uh, so, any take-home messages? Uh, message, uh, messages. Uh, it's getting late <laughs> for people who want to try this out. Uh, well, come over to England in January. Mm? <laughs> it's a long time there. Maybe, maybe visit here. What, what did you say? Come again? Maybe even you will visit. England. Oh yeah, that's true. I want to. Uh, I've been wanting to go to the Mecca. Uh, to go to Nottingham also sometime. Um, yeah. So maybe we could, yeah, if I, yeah, if I can match it with the fantasy setting thing, that'd be very nice. Yeah. You're just gonna have to teach me how to. Well, I don't know the eighth edition rules anyway. So how hard can <laughs> sixth edition? <be? laughs> I don't know any rules. That's the. That's the. You're gonna have to give you a rule book at uh, BSK. 
Ja, ja. Damn, yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah, that it was a great, great event. It's going to be yeah. great to host it again. Mm -hmm. And I think that sums up uh, this show, right? Uh, yeah. I, I have some uh, shout-outs to make because uh, the beautiful Cult of Paint with uh, Henry Steele, Andy Wardle, Painting Masters, they're uh, uh, hosting a course in uh, Stockholm again, mm. which is in November. I think, 8th to 10th or something like that. Uh, and you can get tickets at the Cult of Paint uh, website. And if you want to know more, I think it's... Uh, would you like divided. to know more? Would you like, yeah, exactly. Of course I would like to know more. Uh, I think it's divided into like a two-day event. So one is like uh, learning to use your airbrush. Uh, it's just a one-day event thing. Um, and then that's followed by, I guess, two days of... Um, a military modeling masterclass sort of thing. Uh, nice. I think they use uh, military models, but you know, I mean, it's techniques that you could easily use for 30k. It's perfect for that, uh, and they're really talented. Uh, so I think that yeah, more information is there. And if you want even more information, you can listen to Henry talk about it on the Rang and Heresy podcast. I think mm. they had him on last episode. Are Are you going? I have not decided. I will probably not be able to because. Oh, uh, uh, is Leon going? I don't know. I don't think he knows about it yet. I have to tell him tomorrow or something. I, I just saw. I, I saw it now. So I, I will. I will listen to uh, Henry talk on the Varying and Heresy, and, I, and then I will melt to, melt you. to his. Yeah. Oh, beautiful Henry. Um, <laughs> and then I will see what happens. But um, I'm. We're we spreading the word. Spreading the word. Uh, it's a great way to... I mean, these are... You know, you want to paint like the masters, goddamn. <laughs> Gotta learn all their tricks. And this is uh, sort of an advanced course. So if you're like, well, if you're like uh, you and me, that, oh, well, I've went to the, you know, like the standard course and I learned how to use an airbrush and stuff. This is actually for people like us that have nice. taken that. This is taking it to the next level even more. Uh, and if you haven't done that, then you can take uh, the airbrush course the day before. And I think you will still... Be able to join but don't take my word for it listen to, <laughs> listen to talk about the pre-requirements like well I've, I've done some finger painting before am i qualified <laughs> to take this course yes but this is finger painting advanced master class i'm sure that if andy wardle wanted to he could finger paint and, and still win golden demon god damn it maybe that's his secret that's what he does it's like oh using an airbrush actually i'm just finger painting true uh any other shout outs you want to make no not really or shout out to uh uh joseph for helping me host the event yes good good joseph good joseph and uh, uh oi oi i guess uh you fucking ball bags uh since you're talking about albion eh? gotta have some sort of uh, british accent oh ddd no, that's not a British accent, that's <laughs> something else. Uh, fucking hell, it's just a big mush of different things anyway, that that old island. That old island, yes. Now I'm a pirate suddenly, but I don't care. I don't know. I just, all I know is that kids, if you listen to this, remember, Fulgrim takes head, Fulgrim takes head. Don't lose your fucking head. 